Gemara Erubin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, beracha, parnasav, atzlaha, bechol Today's Shi'ur has been dedicated by Mr. David Cohen for atzlaha in all his endeavors to scale a mitzvot. Dav Today's daf has been dedicated to Eilun Nishmat Acham Baruch Rafael Ben Miriam and Eilun Nishmat Abraham Ben Esther. Dua Hashem Tanihem Began Aiden. Amen. We are starting on daf Chafhe Amud Rishon on the second line. And the Gemara says, Karpef Yoter Mi Bet Satayim Shelo Hukaf Ledira. You have a, an area, karpef, that is more than betzatayim, <coughs> that was not walled for dira. So now, obviously, you have a problem. Because more than betzatayim is not legal to carry more than four amot in that area. This area would have a din of a karmelit. So now the discussion of today's Gemara is going to be how do you minimize the area? Different options and how to make the area to at least bet satayim. So then it would facilitate carrying because it would be a kafef shelo kafta dira at the shiur of bet satayim. So the Gemara says, Uba lemato, and you came to minimize the area. Miato be ilanot. If you put trees in the kafef in order to take away from its area, lo have miut. It is not considered a mi'ut. That she says, why not? Fourth line. The derech karpef liyot bo ilanot. Because it's normal to have trees in that type of area. Velo batile kef kama. It doesn't negate the original area. And therefore you have to put something that doesn't belong there. Then it can diminish from the area of the karpef. So trees don't do it. <coughs> However, banabo amud. If you built an amud... Let's say a um, a pillar. Ravoa asara v'rachav dalid ten tefachim high and four tefachim wide. Have miut. It is considered a miut. The uh, picture on one forty seven is actually l'shitat rashi that says even if the amud is in the middle of the karpef. Uh, it has the ability to take away from the shi'ud of Bet Satayim. Okay? Because that already doesn't belong there, so that already takes away. So comes the Gemara and says, Pachot Migimal. If, however, let's say the Amud is less than three Tefahim wide, Lo Have Mi'ut. Which means less than three, that's not considered a significant measurement, and therefore it'll not take away from the shiur. It's like it's not there, the pole, exactly. Migimal ve'adalid, between three and four tefahim, if that's the width of the pole, Rabamar havemi'ut. So between three and four we have a mahlokit. Let's review. Less than three, everybody says it's considered like it's not there. Therefore, it's not considered a mi'ut, you have more than bed satayim. More than 
uh, if it's four, everybody agrees it is considered a mi'ut. The mahlokah is between three and four tifahim, between Rabah and Rabah. Now the Gemara explains. Rabah amar have mi'ut. The reason why the bus is considered because it has gone out of the measurement beyond the measurement of Lavud. If you remember, there's a certain shi'u that we say Lavud, meaning if something is, let's say, within three tefahim of the ground, we consider it on the ground, or three tefahim to the wall, we consider it to the wall. So you see, three tefahim is a significant shi'ur in regard to Lavud. Once already, you say more than three, so that's already considered a significant shi'ur. Not that we're discussing anything laws of Lavud over here. There's no discussion of Lavud. But you see that the number three tefahim is already considered a significant shi'ur. Because once you have three, you don't say Lavud anymore. So therefore he says, to be considered an amud of significant uh, stature, to mevatel the shi'ur of the, um, of the karpev, it's got to be uh, a significant width. What's a significant width? Three or more. Why? Because they're already, there's no lavud. Again, not that you're saying lavud over here. But the point is, you see in another place. You see by lavud that up to three is considered lavud more than that. No. Why? Because they're already, the number three tefahim is already considered significant. Rabbi says, no, between three and four, it's still not a mute. Of course, it's not significant. Why? Kevan de lo have makom dalid until it is four tefahim. Lo hashiv. It is not considered significant. Why? Because he holds a significant shiur is at least four to five, like we learned in Masechet Shabbat, that you're not hayav on Shabbat until you put something down. You make a hanaha on something that's dalit tefachim, or you made an akira on something that's makom hashub, which is dalit tefachim. Less than dalit tefachim is not considered significant. So the ma'alukah is, how do you look at it? So four, everybody agrees. Less than three, everybody agrees. Between three and four, ma'alukah. So comes the uh, Gemaran continues. Hidhik mina kotel dalid be'asa mehisa. So here the case is over here. You have a karpef. Uh, okay? And this karpef over here is hukaf, shalom kaf the dira. And therefore it's more than betsa time over here. So again, what do you need to do over here? You need to somehow, you know, uh, make it smaller. So the Gemara says, Let's say you distanced from one of the walls, Dalid, And you made a wall, meaning you put a, another wall. If you look at your picture in 148, okay? Which means... Uh, you see, I have your area over that's yotin mibet satayim. Okay? And now, you want to make that area hukaf lidira. Now, one of the ways to make it hukaf lidira is, you have to construct a new wall. So the Gemara says, I take the um, uh, new wall, and I construct it fortifahim away from an existing wall. Now, I don't care if it's still more than bet satayim. Because since now I'm doing it for Ukaf Dira, it can be more. That's why the Gemara uses the Lashon, Ho'il. It works. He didn't use the word Yema'it. Because we don't have to Mema'it the uh, area. Because once it's Ukaf Dira, you can even go, more than Betzatan. The problem was that originally it was Ukaf Shiloh Dira. So you had a problem. Now I want to be Makifit Ledira. 
So one option we learned in yesterday's daf is knock down walls. Now we're giving you another option. Construct a new wall. But the Gemara says if it's four tifaqim away from an existing wall, hu'il, it will be considered valid, and therefore now it's considered you have a karpet shu'kaf ledira, and it can be even more than bet satayim. Bahot migimal. However, if the new wall is less than three tefahim from the existing wall, lo ho'il. So it's not going to work. Migimal ve'adalit. Between three and four, we come into the same mahlukat. Rabah amar ho'il. Rabah says, it works. Rabah amar enum ho'il. And now we get the mahlukat. Rabah amar ho'il. Why does he say between three and four is okay? He's considered a new wall. Again, because after three there's no lavut, so it's a significant shi'ud. So you have the same mahlokit. Now let's read Rashi. Uh, let's read Rashi. Pahot migimal lohu'il. Less than three, if you constructed that new wall, will not be significant. Rashi. Which means since it's within three of the wall, it's considered a wall on top of, on top of a wall. Which we learned on yesterday's daf, that a wall on top of a wall is not enough. And therefore when you put it within three, it's like putting back-to-back walls. Again, that she speaks out what I told you. We're not discussing you trying to minimize the shi'ud over here. Here the discussion is, it was hukaf shelo lidira. Now you want to make it hukaf lidira. So the only way to do it is put up a new wall. Because you can't just add a house. Because once the walls were constructed shelo lidira, the only way to change it, Lidira, is by doing something to the walls. You can't just say, well, now I changed my mind. Since the walls were constructed originally, Shalom Lidira, either you got to break walls or add walls. Good. So comes the Gemara and continues. Ravshimi Matni Lekula. Ravshimi learned the above subject Lekula in a lenient way. What does that mean? Nashi. Matni Lekula. The mahlukat between Rabah and Rabah, we always learned till now that the mahlukat was what? Between three and four. Now, the Amad the Bishlosha, the Nafik Lemeturat Lavud, Kulehu Modu, the Amud have Mi'ut, Umi'isad, Yamiisal, Dira. He learns the Mahlokah differently. He says that if it's between three and four, everybody agrees it's significant. Because it's out of the area of Lavud, and therefore it'll be considered, if you're making an Amud, it'll take away from the Shi'ud. And if you're making a Mechitzah, it'll be considered a good Mechitzah for Hukaf Ladira. So where's the Mahalok Din Avan according to this? Less than three. Which comes out according to this, there's a Shita that's going to say even less than three will be considered a significant amud to minimize the shi'ud, and less than three can also be considered a significant new wall in order to make it hukaf So he learned it lekula. Right? So we have two ways of learning the ma'luk and nava and nava. Is it between three and four, 
or is it less than three? Comes the Gemara and gives a another case. Tahbotit, a person cemented or tarred the walls, meaning he added some thickness to the walls. Rashi, Tahbotit, Beosif al Oviyaketalim. He added to the thickness of the walls achinet ma'it. Until now it became less than betzatayim. For example, let's say you had a karpet, shelo kafnedira, that was more than betzatayim. So you want to minimize. How could you minimize? So you should just thicken the walls, and now already you take away from the area. Now, this is a separate subject, right? So the Gemara says, la'amod If the addition that you made to the walls can stand on its own, meaning if you take away the outer walls and that thickness that you added can stand on its own, have a mi'ut. Then already it's considered uh, significant to minimize from the shi'ud. But let's say if you take away the outer wall that you attach this to, if that addition would just collapse, which is it doesn't have the thickness to stand on its own, so here we have a mahluket. Rabbah says it doesn't matter. Bottom line, you're still uh, taken away from there. What do I care if it stands alone or not? If it's considered a mi'ut. But Rabbah says no. If it can't stand alone, it does not subtract from the area. And the Kibbutz explains. Rabbah says the reason why it's a mi'ut. Bottom line, right now, it's standing. What do I care if you take away the outer wall? Not taking away the outer wall. The outer wall's there. And this is attached to the outer wall. So it's can take away from the shi'ud. However, Ravamar lo avimiyut kevan de lo yachol lemekam b'fne atzmo. Since it can't stand on its own, la klumu. It's not considered anything. Which is he looks at it as it's not considered a significant wall or addition since it cannot stand by itself. Therefore, it does not have the ability to be memayet. Now we go to another case. The case we go to now is Hidhik min hatel dalid ve'asa mehisa. Rashi. Hidhik min hatel. We're talking about over here where you have a karpef that is more than betzatayim. You have three walls. Your fourth wall is not a wall. It's a mound. If you look at picture number 149, you see that the fourth wall has a you know pile of sand or dirt that is closing up the fourth side. Okay? So that, but that's considered a wall. And if you measure the whole distance, it is more than bet satayim. So therefore, uh, you want to now uh, either minimize the shi'ud. So look at that shi'ud. Hidhik minatel. Shibikarpef. Right? In a karpef. From the tail, from the mound, to the other, other wall opposite it. Very big. Now you want to make a mechitza. Right? Originally it was hukaf shelo ledira. Now you want to make it hukaf ledira. What's the way you do that? Adding a wall. So that she says, Berachok dalit tefahim. Right? So you want to put it forth to Fahim, at least away from the tail. 
which means so what? There's still more than bet time, but I don't care because since it's a the dira now, it's okay. Ben yeshena lahadasha. Between the old one and the new one, there's still more bets at time. So what? Avazul dira asa. But now that you did it for dira, it is okay. So the Gemara says, if you put the wall, you see in the picture there's a wall there. You constructed a wall for it to find a way. So that's considered a significant wall. And when you put it up, you had kavanah for dira. Therefore, it is no problem. It works. Pachot migimal. If you put it less than three to the uh, yeah. tail, or, or you put the wall on the mound itself, mm-hmm. meaning if you look at picture 150, which means you put it above the tail. Now, that's not going to be good based on the principle that we've been learning, yeah, yeah. that you can't make a mechitzah, right? A wall on a wall is not going to help. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says it's actually a machloket. Again, pachot migima less than three to the tail, or asfat at tail, or on the edge of the tail itself. That chizda v'rabe menuna. We come into a machloket. Hadamar oil. One rabbi says mutar, and therefore now it's considered rukaf ledira. The hadamar lo oil. And one rabbi said it is not good because it's a mechitza on a mechitza. Again, whether it's with injury, it's considered matel to the wall, or whether it's on it, it's considered a mechitza on a mechitza. Therefore, it doesn't work. Now we don't know who said what. We just know it's a machloket between. Uh, and So the Gemara wants to say, Tistayim, let us conclude that Avhizda is the one that says it's okay. And if you put the wall on top of the mound, it is a significant wall. How do you know that? The Itmar, because we have another statement. Exactly that case. If you put a wall on top of an existing wall, Amar Rav Hizda, comes along and says, Bishabbat Ho'il. For Shabbat purposes, it is significant. For example, in this case over here, for Shabbat purposes, you need to carry in the area, right? So the Anyan Shabbat, a wall on a wall, is going to be considered significant. However, when it comes to the property of a convert, it is not considered a uh, kinyan. What are we talking about? A ger, somebody that converts, is considered kekatan shenolad dame. Meaning he has no relatives. It's like he's just born, and since his parents are not Jewish, so he's not related to them, he's not related to his children, he's not related to anybody. Therefore, he stands alone. Now, let's say he dies. So his inheritance, the property that he bequeaths, is free property for anybody to take. There are no yorshim to a ger. No, he doesn't have children. The ger is alone. He doesn't have children that converted with him or children after his conversion. And therefore, he is now So all his money becomes hefker. The first one that claims it can take it. So now the discussion is, how do you claim? Let's say his property was in a field. Okay? So you went to the field, and you did something significant to the field. So that's considered like you made a hazakar kinyan. So the question is, what did you do? 
So now, as does is, if you went and put a wall on top of a wall, that didn't do anything. That's not considered enough a kinyan to own the nekasim of the gear. Meaning, if somebody else would come and take it, belongs to him. Putting a wall up for nekasim again is not considered a wall, but for Shabbat, it is. So you see, he must be the opinion that said that when you put the wall on the tail, it's considered a significant wall. Now it's ukafle dira, and the you can carry. But for nekasim again, there's a different condition you need, which we'll see in a moment. Comes Gemara and says, "Virav sheshat amar af b'Shabbat name lohoyim." Hunad comes along and says, "Even for Shabbat, Virav sheshat comes along and says, even for Shabbat, it doesn't work. Why? Because the mechitzah, agabe mechitzah, tistayim." Conclusion, meaning it is a proof positive that indeed it is a chazda that's matir the wall on the tail. Amar of chazda, of chazda said. Umodeli Rav Sheshat. Rav Sheshat would agree to me. Sheimasa mechitza ala tail. That if you made a mechitza on the tail, meaning you made it on top of it, that would be picture number 151. Which means, let's say you have a house on top of the mound. Okay? But it's not uh, walled in. So you want to go on top of the mound and put a fence around the house. Shu'il. He'll agree that on top of the mountain, the fence will work for a house that is on top. Which means uh, you want to carry that area. Right? So there's a dira. Hukaf le dira. On top of the tail. Okay, why? My tama. Hu'il. Since it is in the airspace of the upper wall, it is okay. Rashi, Ho'il, that's me, Rashi, the Buddha Matheel, Ho'il. Ho'il ve'had dar ala tel. Since the guy living on top of the mound, dar be'avir me'itsot alyonot. He is living in the airspace of the upper walls. Which means the lower wall, the bottom wall, doesn't help the guy on top. Why? Because you don't see it. Which means, for him, this is not considered a because the tail itself is a wall, isn't it? But it doesn't help him. Because he doesn't really see it. It doesn't enclose him. So therefore, this is not considered a the tail is not considered a for the house. So when you put these a fence around it. It's not like you're putting a mechitza on a mechitza. You're putting a mechitza on the bottom. This is where you mechitza for the karpet because it's serving as a wall. So when you put a uh, fence on the mechitza, it's a mechitza on the mechitza. That's just how we say, and no good. However, when you put it on top, since the uh, tail for the house doesn't serve a purpose, so therefore you're putting a mechitza on what? On a tail. And therefore, even if Shashat will agree, it'll be enough to fence the house. Therefore, you'll be able to carry, even if this is, let's say, even Yotem Mibet Satayim, it would be permissible to carry in that area. So that's the case where they would agree. Comes the Gemara and says, Barhana now has a question. Nibli'u mechitsot tahtonot va'ilyonot kayamot ma'u. You had a wall. You put the wall on the wall. Okay, so we say mechitsa, gabe mechitsa, it's already a mahlukat, lav hazdan, lav shishat. But what happened now? The bottom wall sunk. And now all you have left is the 
top wall. Now, at the time that you put it there, it was a ma'itzah, but now, bottom line, once the bottom wall sunk, now this is the uh, only wall that you have, which means, according to the opinion that says, and ma'itzah, what do you agree in this case at least? Because in this case, true, when you put it there, has no uh, function. However, now that it's sunk in, you got a wall. So would he say that, you know, ex post facto, that now it would be a wall? So the Gemara says, Lemai. For what purpose? What are you asking? Regarding which halakhot? If you want to know meaning a guy went to the um, field of a ger, right, that had his property in there, the ger died, he put the wall on the wall, the bottom wall sunk. Now, bottom line, his wall was there. So, if you want to tell me that, be considered a Kenyan. This already was discussed by a rabbi called Yirmiya Bira'a. Why? What did he say, Yirmiya Bira'a? The Amar Yirmiya Bira'a, Amar of Yehuda. Hayman, this man, the Shada Lifta Afila de Arad de Ger. A ger had a property, his uh, a field. His assets were on the field. He died. Guy wants to come and make a kinyan. So what does he do? He takes a liftar turnip, and he throws it into the ger's field, and it lands in a ditch. Okay? So technically what did he do? He planted a turnip in the field. So therefore he wants to consider it what? He did something to the field. Mm. And therefore that should be considered like a kinyan, which means he did something to the actual field itself by throwing the turnip in. Mm. Well, what happened? The Atayisela Harina. Another Jew came, Rafak Ba Purta. Purta. So what did he do? He dug a little. The first guy just threw the turnip, the second guy came and dug in the ground a little of that field. Who makes the kinyan? So the Gemara says, Batra kane. The second guy, the digger, makes the kinyan. Kama lo kane. But the first guy, no. Why? Maitama. What's the reason? Be'idna de shada. Because at the time that he threw the turnip, lo kashabah. He didn't enhance the field, which is not enough just to do something to the field. You have to make an enhance. When you throw a turnip into the field, it didn't take root yet, it didn't start planting, it didn't grow yet. You just threw a turnip in the field. Did you enhance the field by that? No. However, Kika Shabcha, when it finally did take root, Mimela Kamishabcha, it happened by itself, which means... Finally, when the turnip lands in there and starts to take root, you didn't do that. So true, at the end of the day, did he make the field better? Yeah, now he planted a turnip in the field. Yeah, but the planting took place by itself. You just threw it in. At the time you threw it in, you did nothing. The enhancement took place by itself. Whereas the second guy comes in, even after the turnip took root, he comes in and he actually digs. He actually made a enhancement to the field directly. So therefore, what do you see over here? A shevach to the field that happens automatically is not considered a shevach, it's not considered a kinyan. Therefore, the wall that you placed on top of the wall, and the second wall got swallowed in. So now, bottom line, 
automatically by itself you created a wall. Oh, so you, you did a shebah to the field. You fenced a field. That's a shebah. But it's a shebah that happened by itself. And therefore, just like the guy with the turnip, that shebah is not considered a shebah to make a kinyan. So therefore, by the kinyan, I get for sure the wall that now falls down and the second wall takes its place is not going to be considered significant to make a kinyan. So then the question is, what was he talking about then? When he came along and said, his question, what about a sinking wall? Forget for sure it's not going to work. So then what was your question? Shabbat. His question was... For Shabbat, meaning on Shabbat, I don't care if it happened uh, by itself. There's no deen like that. Which is bottom one on Shabbat, I just need walls. So what's the shayla? Now I have a wall. So the Gemara says, Le'anyan Shabbat, havi mechitza na'asa b'Shabbat. The Hidush is over here that this is a wall that was actually now became a wall on Shabbat. Because before it was a wall on top of a wall, it was nothing. Wall on top of a wall is not, not a wall. When did it become viable? On Shabbat itself, the bottom wall sunk, and this wall took over. So the Shailah is a wall that becomes a wall on Shabbat. What's the deal? Maybe the rabbis made some type of uh, law that, you know, if the wall uh, became a wall on Shabbat, no good. We have a Braita. The Braita says, Kol Shabbat. Which we learned this early in the Masechet. Mm-hmm. Any wall that became a wall on Shabbat, Ben Beshogeg, Ben Bemezid, Shema Mechitza, which it is considered a Mechitza. So therefore, the answer to the question would be, it's okay. So I don't care if the wall became a wall on Shabbat. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Lab itmar ala? Didn't we learn on that statement, Amar of Nachman, Lo shanu ela lizrok. When do we consider a wall that became a wall on Shabbat in an area, do we consider it a wall? Lachmir. Meaning if you threw into it, we'll consider it the shuti a'id to make you hayav. Avalet taltel asur. But to carry in that area, we're going to say it's asur, since the wall was made on Shabbat. So the Gemara says, Ki itmar did Nachman amizid itmar. Yes, that was only talking about a case where a guy made the wall on purpose. If a guy constructed a wall on purpose, then even though from the Torah law, it should be considered a shuti yahid for everything. Whether you throw into it or whether you want to carry into it. But the rabbis came and penalized the guy for making it bimizid and said, you know what? If you're going to carry in that area, we're going to consider it a reshut and abim, and therefore you're going to be hayab. And we're going to get you the other way also. If you throw into it, we're also going to get you hayab, because you threw from a reshut and abim into a reshut hayahid. But our case over here, he didn't make it bimizid. Over here, he put the wall on top of a wall before Shabbat, and now what happened? It sunk. So bottom line, it sunk, so a wall became a wall on Shabbat. No problem, based on the right that we said. So then on Shabbat, it would be considered a legitimate wall, even according to the Abshishah, because it's no longer a Mechitzah, it is the only surviving Mechitzah that is left. Comes the Gemara and continues. Hahi Itita. There was a certain lady. There was a gir that died. He had some property in his field. 
So she went and she put a mechitza on top of a mechitza thinking that that'll be the kinyan. And that'll be already significant. Atau gabra. Another guy came after her. He went and he dug a little of the field. I mean, he started to, uh, you know, plow a little, work the field a little. So he came in front of Rav Nachman for a ruling. Mm. Meaning, who gets the uh, property? Which means they gave it to him. He won the uh, the uh, inheritance. Mm. So she came now to the bed and then she started screaming in front of the, the rabbi, saying, that, what do you mean? She put a fence. Amar la mai says, what do you want me to tell you? You didn't make a proper hazaka like people normally do, which means you didn't acquire the field in a proper manner that's normally done. Putting a wall on a wall is not considered making a kenyat on a field. If you would have went and took a shovel and dig, dig the field, that already is considered significant. He says, what are you, are you arguing with the law? If you would have made a proper kenyan, it's not a prejudice thing over here. You didn't make the proper kenyan. Therefore, the second guy that came, he gets the, he gets the, he gets the, uh, the assets. He gets the award. So comes the Gemara and says now a, another case. <coughs> karpef. Again, you have a karpef. That opened area. Bet shalosh. It is... A karpef that is very large, it has shalosh se'ah. So that's not betzatai. It has betzalot, meaning it's already three se'ah. It's very, very big. Vikirabo betzatai. So what you did was, in one part of it, you roofed one se'ah of it. Now, we're talking about it was no kafledira. So at this point, obviously, since it's more than bet satayim, it's a problem. So what did you want to minimize it? So I had to minimize it. Look at your picture, number 152. You roofed a bet se'ah of it. So now you have a roofed area of a se'ah, and the rest of the area would be bet satayim, which is the shiur, which is... Okay, so the governor wants to ask, is this considered a significant... Mi'ut. Is this going to be considered a, uh, a subtraction to the shi'ur? So the Gemara says over here, we actually have a mahluk. Rava Amar, Rava says, Avir kiruyo maitiru. Rava comes along and says that the, <coughs> the covered space, that area of the se'ah, maitiru. What is maitiru? It exceeds it. What does that mean? Nashi. Correct. Look at Nashi on the bottom. Two lines on the bottom. Avir kiduyo maiteru. Se'ah mekora. That's se'ah that is roofed. Mechsheba bahade idach. It is considered part of the other area. Ki'ilu lo kiruha. It's as if you didn't do anything. It's like you didn't wall it. Ve'akati avi yoter mibet satayim. Which means this does not minimize it. Meaning, since bottom line there's access underneath, you can walk right underneath, there's no walls over here. So therefore, you didn't minimize anything, so you put a roof on top of one area over here, there's no walls here. So therefore, it's included in the shiur of Bet Satai, so you have Bet Satai plus one, so you're no good. That's the shiur of, that's the shita of, 
No, that airspace is not included or added to the other Betzeah. Therefore, it's separate, and therefore, it's okay. Therefore, you have an area of Se'ah, and then the other area is Betzeah time, so you're fine. What's his logic? Because the Gemara is going to say he's using a Sevara that says, If you look at picture number 153, <coughs> You see, we consider the uh, top or the exactly uh, the lip of the end of the roof as if it comes down and makes a wall. So once already you're considering it making a wall, that's the law of Peter Kra, the lip of the of the roof, Yored, comes down and seals. Therefore you don't have any airspace underneath. Therefore it's considered a True separation, so you minimize your karpef uh, to betza. You took it from three to two. So the Gemara says that. The Gemara says, Lema, let us say, Rabab Rabbi Zera, Beflukta, Derabu Shmuel, Kamepalge. Let us say that this mahloket, do you say, Pitekrai, Yored, Vesotem, is a similar mahloket that we have between Rav and Shemuel. Why? The Itmar, we have another case. Aksadra bibika. Again, you have an Aksadra, which is a similar situation, like 153. That's the Aksadra case. You have a, um, what do you call it, like a porch. Pavilion. A pavilion that's in the middle of a valley. Okay? You have a aksadra, it's an area we can sit on, whatever, and it's standing in the middle of a open field. That she says, aksadra mekora begag. Right? It's got a roof, it's got a roof on it. Halak, uh, smooth, right? Kaliyotchelan, like, like a second floor. It's not on an incline. That's what we call it in all Shas. You call it an Aksadra. It's got a roof, it's flat, right? it's got uh, four legs to it, roll poles to hold it up, and it's standing in the Bekaah. Uh, so comes the Gemara and says, Aksadra Rav Amar Mutar Letaltel Bekula. Rab says you can carry in all of its area. Ushmuel Amar En Metaltelin Ela Bedalid Amot. So now we have a Mahloket, how much you can carry. So again, we have over here a Mahloket, we have this Aksadra that's in the Bika'ah. The Bika'ah is a Karmelit, when a Karmelit can only carry up to for Amot. So the Sheila is, can I carry underneath this Aksadra? So one rabbi says, you can, and the other rabbi says, no, under the Aksadra has the same deen as a Karmelit, meaning you have only... For Amor, and what is the Ma'loket? So the Gemara says, two lines from the bottom, Rav Amar Mutalatatet Bechula, the reason why Rav says you can carry in all of it, meaning underneath it, Amrin Ampitikla Yored Vesotem, 
Because you say that the lip goes down and makes a wall. So therefore underneath it is considered it's surrounded by four walls. Ushmuel Amar, Er Mitaltelin, Er Labar Bamor, Lo Amrinam Pitikra, Yored Misotem. And Shmuel is going to say you can't carry on. Because you don't say Pitikra. So therefore we want to say this Ma'loket is similar to the Ma'lok we have by the Karpef. Right, Amar Abizirah we learned earlier. We have a Karpef, we have a, a three uh, Satayim, right? And one area is roofed. So we want to know, is that considered an extension, or is that considered separate? So therefore, what is the Mahlogit based on? Do you say, If you say, Therefore, it's it's considered its own area, and you have two time on the other side. Or do you say, no, you don't say, on that side, and therefore it's all considered airspace, which is considered one, and you have a problem. So we want to make this Mahlogit dependent on that Mahlogit. So comes the Gemara and says... Which means the Gemara says, if you made this thing in the Bika'ah, if you made it like an Aksadra, if you made it straight, which means even Rava will agree that what? That you say, which means everybody agrees. If it's straight <coughs> and you have the four legs on the bottom, you're going to say That's not a question. So where's the mahlokit? Gemara says hakab in my askina. And you know what the case we're talking about over here is the avda ki urzila, where you made it like an urzila, meaning go back to your karpef case. Look at picture number one fifty four. You made it like a a shed or an inclined roof here. You see, so in that case over here. Where it's not straight, where you don't really have like a lip that comes straight, so there you're going to have a mahlukat. Meaning, again, what I'm saying now, in a case where it's a flat roof, everybody's going to hold, So what's the case then that they're arguing in the karpet, where it's on an incline? So one rabbi will say, you have a problem. One rabbi says, no, but again, what I want to say, even rabbi will agree that if it's flat, for sure you will say, No, the Gemara say, no, it's not a Mahloket. Which means there's, if it's flat, everybody will agree in that case. If it's inclined, so we, we don't have another Mahloket that's similar to that. Meaning, correct, that's their Mahloket. We never found, right. Right, that we were arguing by a flat Aksadra. But Rava and Rabbi Zerah, they were not arguing by a flat case. Because by a flat case, they would all subscribe to the opinion that says, so what's their argument? Any inclined case, and therefore one rabbi will say you still say and therefore it separates the bet satay from the sand. Therefore it's okay. Well, I would say no, you don't say because only when it's flat you say, but not when it is inclined. The Gemara continues. The Bizera says umodina is, but I agree. We have a karpef that is bet satayim, low kaf ledira, so so far it's okay, <laughs> but it's opened up into a hatser. Now, if you look at picture 155, you see that you have a karpef. It is betsa time up until the point of the Hatser, but it is totally opened 
flush to the Hatser. Now, there's some airspace in the Hatser. So that, Rabbi Zira is going to say, it is going to be Asur. Why? The Karpef is going to be Asur. Why? Look how they only have Betzatayim. Why should it be Asur? So he says, My Tama, Ho'il ve'avir Hatser Maitiru. The airspace of the Hatser makes it more. Because since it's totally opened up into it, so now you have Betzatayim plus. That airspace goes to the Karpef. And therefore, since you have more than Betzatayim, you're going to have a problem. Comes the Gemara and says, Comes the Gemara and asks, Matkif la Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef comes along and asks, Vichi avir hamutar lo osro? How could you tell me airspace that is permissible to it? How could it be osed it? What is the basis of the question? So the basis of the question is, according to the Bishma'on, that we learned his opinion on the last daf, he holds what the Bishma'on, that if you have, let's say, two different Rishut Yahids, for example, a Karpef and a Hatser, he holds, since they're both Rishut Yahids, you can go from one to the other. So therefore, in this case over here, you have a karpef on one side, you have a hasid on the other side. These two domains are not a suit to each other. On the contrary, according to the Bishamon, you can go from the karpef to the hasid, from the hasid to the karpef. So therefore, since they are permissible to each other, how could you tell me that the airspace of the hasid is going to oser the karpef? How could you count the airspace of the hasid to make the karpef more than bet satayim? On the contrary, the karpef is a karpef, the hasid is the hasid, you can go from one to the other. Why do you look at it like that, that you make the airspace oser? These are two permissible zones. Consider them separately. Look at Rashi. Vichy avira mutarlo osro. This airspace that is permissible to it, forbid it. This Hatser that was built, which means originally you were allowed to carry from the Hatser to the Karpef, which is originally there was walls. You, know, you had, a, you had a, a wall, you had a door. A door. So the halakha is... You have a Hatser separate, and you have a Karpef that's separate. No problem, you go from one to the other. Now we have a rule. If something becomes breached into an area that is permissible to it, so the Gemara says, So then it becomes, Are we going to say it's Asur? Asur? Why Which means, you want to say, yeah, air it. How could you air it? This Hatser is Hukaf Nedira. So you want to consider this airspace now, Lo Hukaf Nedira? I mean, by taking that airspace and putting it on the Karpev side, you want to say it's part of the Lo Hukaf Nedira. What are you talking about? That airspace is not part of the Lo Hukaf Nedira side. This is part of the Hatser. The Hatser was walled for... Dira. So therefore, the Gemara is saying, how could you tell me that these areas should become Asur? First of all, the Karpef was never Asur to the Hasir. Why? 
Because you can carry from one to the other. Now that you even have the pirza, so what? It's a pirza to an area that was not assumed to it. Are you going to tell me, but why don't you count that airspace? Of course you don't count that airspace. That airspace... And therefore, since it's Zukafta why should you count it on the other side? So comes the Gemara and says, Amar le Abaye. says, Ho. You're explaining this case, Keman, Kerebishimon. You're assuming that this is all like the Bishimon. Why? Of course, according, if you don't go like Rebishimon, it's clear that. Uh, since it's nifrats, <coughs> and according to Hachamim, you're not allowed to go from a hatzir to a karpef. So once it's broken over here, you can't go into the karpef, and you wouldn't be allowed to even carry now in either of these domains. Which is once you have areas that are opened up to each other, they themselves become forbidden. So therefore, the only way you explain this is like the Bishamon. So the Gemara says. It says, okay. True, you don't want to get that airspace. You want to tell me that's part of the Hatser. That doesn't affect the Karpev. But you have what's called the airspace in the place of the walls. What is that? Look at, um, look at 157. <laughs> no, look at 157. The case is actually the same case, but we're just analyzing it all differently now. You see in the Hatser, we have those Gifufim. We have those shoulders that come out. Now those shoulders that come out, of course they have uh, viability to the Hatser, because you can see them from the inside. So the Halakha says we consider as if you draw a line... Across, right? As there's a mechitzah. So consider the hatzid is walled. Okay? Good. Now, look at the measurement of the karpef. From the back wall of the karpef, it goes all the way up to, let's say, the first line, which is bet satayim. But it goes even a little more until the wall of the hatzid. By extending that little extra airspace, you're more than bet satayim, which means even according to the Bishamon, forget about the fact that you want to tell me that you're allowed to go from the karpef to the hatzid, and therefore when the breach is open, it shouldn't change, and therefore the hatzid's walls were for dira, and therefore you can add them to, you can add the airspace of the hatzid to the other side. Different point now. Since you have gifufim coming out of the hatzid, um, it's there's a wall. Once you wall, count from the back wall of the karpef to the imaginary wall of the hatzid, it is going to be more than betzatayim. And if even according to the Bishamon bottom line, you add it to the distance or to the area of your karpef, it should be asur. Look at Rashi. The karpef should be asur. Why? Because the place of the walls Originally, it was exactly betzatayim. All you needed to add is a drop. And you're going to be asur. Once you make that imaginary line by the gifufim, right? So you're adding an extra little space 
that's beyond that wall, that's going to be added to the Karpev, and therefore you can have more than Bet Satayim. So comes the Gemara and says, Hatser is okay, Hatser is walled. Hatser is like Nifrat. Right, the Gifufim, the Hatser is okay. You can carry in the Hatser, but the problem is your Karpev, it's not like Nifrat, exactly. It's not Nifrat, it's you have Gifufim, they consider it a wall. But we're just saying your Karpev should be Asur. So comes the Gemara and says, comes the Gemara and says, the Amar of Hizda, the Amar of Hizda, we're going to base this on what Ab Hazda taught. Karpef shenifrats b'miluol lechatzer. Let's say you have a karpef that is totally opened b'miluol, meaning it's totally opened into a hatzer. Okay, like the case we've been uh, discussing. That would be picture number uh, 155. Okay? You see the karpev, it's totally opened up into the... Uh, on the karpev side, you have no gifufim. You have no uh, side posts. It's just totally flush, opened up into the hatzer. So the Gemara says in the name of Abchazda, hatzer muteret. The hatzer is permissible. The karpev asur. But the karpev is asur. So the Gemara analyzes. Hatser maita'ama. What's the reason why you're telling me the hatser is okay? The itle gifufe. Because it has gifufe that are coming out of the sides. So therefore you can see them on the hatser side. So it's considered wall, no problem. So the Gemara asks, the hazimnin de la ipcha. They said, what do you mean? Why did you only give me that side of the equation? Isn't it possible to be the reverse? Meaning, let's say you have the same case where the Hatser and the... Uh, is open up into the Karpef, but the Gifufim are coming out on the Karpef side. Right? And it's... So therefore, give me the opposite case as well and tell me. Karpef should be Mutar. Because bottom line, you got the Gifufim, and it's Betzatayim, and the Hatser, since it's flush... Opened up into it, again, if you go according to the rabbi's opinion, you would not be allowed to carry from the Hatser into the Kabbalah, which is why that is that you only gave me one way. Which is, tell me both sides, tell me, it all depends where the Gifufim are. If the Gifufim are on the Hatser side, like the picture we have in 156, Hatser Mutar, Karpef, Karpef Asur, why? Why is the Karpef uh, going to be Asur? Because it's considered a separate uh, Reshut, and therefore, you're not allowed to go from a uh, karpev to a hatzer. So therefore, the hatzer's got walls, you're okay. But the, it's opened up into an area. So therefore, you're going to have a problem to carry the karpev. So give me the other side. What's the other side? Where the karpev has the gifufim. And therefore, tell me, karpev mutar. And since the hatzer is opened up into it, it becomes. I said, why didn't you give me that side? Let's read Rashi. Let's read Rashi. Mm-hmm. Now, if the Hatse did not have these Gifufe, these shoulders, then would be forbidden to go from one to the other. Why? Because right, we're going to the Banan that say, once you have already a Hatser opened up into a Karpev, these are considered two different areas, so you're not going to be able to carry. Once you have the Gifufim, now what does it do? This becomes uh, separate because it's not it's not opened to the karpev. 
אז כאן גיבובים, בתי כרפף is opened to the חצר. So they have a כרפף אסור, חצר מותר, beautiful. So give me the other way. Give me the way where now you got the gifufim on the karpev side and tell me karpev mutar because it is not opened up into the hatser and hatser asur because it is opened up into the karpev. So the Gemara says, ah, from the fact that he didn't give me that side, you know what he was coming to teach me? The Gemara says, Ela mishum da'amrinan זה אוויר מחיצות מיתרו, וזה אין אוויר מחיצות מיתרו. Which means he was coming to tell me a חידוש. You know why he picked the case where you have the gifufim on the hatser side, and you have the karpef uh, on the other side? Really, really it shouldn't be a problem to carry in the hatser, nor should it be a problem to carry in the karpif. Because really Raf Hizdas found the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. And therefore, if you hold like Rabbi Shimon, you can go from Hatser to Karpif. So then why did he say the Karpif is Asur? You know why? Because since you have the Gifufim, it closes up and therefore you have a little extra space that space by the walls is going to be added to the Karpev side. Therefore, you're going to have more than Betzatayim. Therefore, it's going to be Asur because of that. Meaning, we thought that the whole reason is because the reason why the Karpev is Asur, because we go like the Rabbi's opinion. Rabbi's opinion says you have a Karpev, it's flush open to an air, other area. You can't carry the Karpev. Kibra says, good. So give me the other side also. Give me the case where the Hatzir is flush to the Karpev. And tell me, Hatser Asur, Karpe Mutar, and that must not be the reason. The Hidush of Raf Izdaz to tell me that exactly you have a Hatser. It's got your Gifufim. Beautiful. Hatser Mutar, because it has the Gifufim. Karpef Asur, why? Not because it's two separate domains. Because we're going like the Mishabon. You can carry me from one domain to the other domain. Oh, so what's the issue here? The space. Since after you close the wall of the Hatzir, you have just a little extra space, right? Like in picture number 157, exactly. So that is going to be part of the Karpef. And that's what makes the Karpef Asun, because it is more than Bet Satayim. Correct. Correct. So that's why he had to give you the side. Because in the case where, let's say, the Hatser had, or the Karpef had the Gifufim, everything would be Mutar. Because the, the, there's walls here, it's Petzatayim on this side, and you have your Hatser on the other side, you can go from Hatser to Karpef. He gave you this side to teach you why the Karpef is Asur. Why? Because it is more than Bet Satay. So that's exactly what we're trying to prove. All this Avrav Hizda was actually the Gemara trying to bring a proof to the statement that said in the name of... Um, yeah, when Abaye came along and said, Amar le'Abaye above, Keman ki Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon na mi'aika avir makom mi'chitzot. Where he came along and said, Abaye was the one that introduced to us the problem of the <coughs> Avir. So the Gibbons, you know what? That is a problem. 
and Abaye, you're supported by what Abhazda said, that that avir from the walls of the Hatser that go into the Karpef, that is going to be an issue. And therefore, in Achinameh, the Karpef is going to be Asur Mita'am, it is more than Bet Satayim. Comes the Gemara and continues. Hahu Bustana. Bustana is like a uh, orchard or a uh, field. Okay, or orchard. Dehava samich liguda deafadna. It was next to the wall of a mansion. Let's see uh, Rashi over here. Dehave, let's see Rashi 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 before. Bustana pardes. Davi natua ilanot. Okay, trees. David Samuk Legudad Afadna. Viaitalo Hekef Ledira Ahahu Guda. Meaning, the wall in front of the mansion was considered uh, the wall that they were using to make it to Kaf Ledira. Meaning, they built three walls in this orchard. When they were building the first three walls, it was not for Dira. They were doing it for, for, for trees. However, what happened? Okay, Bustana, obviously have to say for an area that he's not going to use. It was not Hukaf Nadira. Even though we said earlier trees are okay. You talk about an area where you weren't going to use. When you built the fourth wall, you built it in front of this mansion, and you left a little, uh, obviously a little area that you could walk in. So it was the fourth wall that really made it Hukaf Nadira. Okay, because it was in front of the house. So the fourth wall is what made it. What happened... Look at continue Rashi. I read Rashi again. David Samuk Ligudad Afadna. He aitalo hekef ledira ahu guda sheyalo petach patua letzad pardes. Samchu hekef pardes. David mukaf ledravi yotu bebetzatayim. It was more than betzatayim, and therefore it's no problem because it's mukaf ledira. You have no problem. What happened, however? The Gemara says, Nafal ashita bariyata de Afadna. The outer wall. In front of the mansion fell. So now you don't have that wall anymore. That's if you look at the the picture um, number one fifty eight. You lost your, uh, your your outer wall there. Now what are you ending up relying on? The actual house itself, meaning the the wall of the house. So savar rabbi bay lememar lismoch aguda gavyata. Rely on the inside wall of the house itself of the mansion to be considered the fourth wall, and therefore it's still considered hekef ledira. Amarle Rav Pape. So Rav Pape came along and asked or challenged Rabbi Bai. Says Meshum de Atum Since you come from uh, people that are cut off. So you said words that are cut off, meaning words that don't make uh, make sense. They're words that don't have legs to them, meaning it's cut off. Why do you say he's cut off? Because Abibai was the son of Abaye. <coughs> Abaye came from the family of Eliyah Kohen. And the Gemara says that the Mishpahat Ali, Hasbis Shalom, has uh, a, a short life, Hasbis Shalom. So therefore, 
Well, the Gemara wants to say over here that uh, the rabbi told him, Papa said, uh, you come from people that don't have uh, your, your cut. So well, your statement also is cut, meaning it has no legs, meaning it doesn't make sense what you're saying. Why? The Gemara says, right, well, with you, is, uh, it's a way to tell him you're wrong. So the Gemara says, <laughs> so the Gemara says, Hanach mechitsot legavai avidan, lebarai lo avidan. Those wall, that wall that you're trying to rely on to make it the fourth wall of the of the karpev, to make it hukaf dira, that wall was not made for the outside. That wall was made for the inside. When they built that inside wall, they didn't build it for the hukaf dira purposes. That was part of the mansion. Therefore, how, once that fourth wall falls down, you're finished. You have no wall on that side. You cannot rely on now the mansion. I mean, to, to be considered a wall, it's got to be built the shem hukaf dira. So that the Gemara says that she says lebarai lo avdinan. Which means True you don't have a pirza Because part of it is It is closed on that side However You don't have Hekef dira because that inside wall was not made to makif the pardes for dira. It was made for the mansion itself. So he says, uh, according to you, Rabbi, what are you talking about? If that, if the, if the front wall comes down, you cannot rely on the back wall. Therefore, you would not be allowed to carry in the pardes.